0: Welcome back to the Fulfillment Era podcast. This is episode 20, my guide to healing from a heartbreak part one with your host, Adriana Ramos, or you can call me Aid. I am a fulfillment life coach helping people create amazing and fulfilling lives and for them to enter their fulfillment era. In today's episode, we are going to be going over how I managed to heal from heartbreak that happened at the end of May. It has now been two months since that happened. And in this episode, it's going to be part one, and it's going to be all about how to navigate the initial breakup. And then part two is going to be how to get excited about your future after the breakup. Because a lot of the times, you know, when we're in the thick of a breakup, it's messy. It feels foggy. It just is a lot of emotions and whatnot. And I really wanted to just outline some steps as to how you can get through it. And then we can talk about, okay, now that you're over the initial hump and hurt of, you know, whatever you may be feeling from this breakup, here's what you can do to like move forward. So that's what's to come in next week's episode. But I really wanted to just talk about, you know, that initial phase of healing from a heartbreak and what you can really do to get through it and just to give you some background and context of like my, I guess, relationship and love life, (laughs) this was my third breakup. I've had three serious relationships in my life. I had one five-year relationship that was with a high school sweetheart. We dated um, from high school till college, basically my sophomore year of college. Beginning of that, we broke up and that breakup was messy. I did like what not to do, essentially. <laughs> I did not know how to heal. I did not know what to do. So I, yeah, I healed in some very poor ways, I would say. And then I was single for maybe four years, I want to say. And then I met one of my exes. Um, and this was, you know, this was a love that we were both kind of like seeking validation from the other in a way. And we both had very poor self-worth and we were just kind of like in this relationship together. We were together for like a year and a half. So like 2018 to beginning of 2020. And then we broke up beginning of 2020. And then I was doing my single girl thing. And then I happened to meet my most recent partner, now ex. Um, his name is Chase. And we met right before the pandemic. The pandemic happened. And then we just gravitated towards each other and got a lot closer and then ended up dating towards the end of 2020. And we were together almost three years. And actually what would have been our three-year anniversary just passed this week that I'm recording, which is really crazy. Um, so we broke up at the end of May. And the You know, the breakup I had in 2020, that really kicked off some type of spiritual awakening, personal development awakening. And that really signified that, whoa, like I just had very poor self-worth. <laughs> I had a poor self-worth. I felt like I wasn't lovable. I felt like I was never going to find anyone else. Like it was one of those breakups where I was like, I'm never going to find anyone else. You know, and even leading up to that breakup, I just said like, I'm not worthy of him. I don't deserve him. I was like, I, I basically manifested the breakup myself. You know what I mean? Um, and then this breakup has really illuminated you know, not necessarily poor self-worth, but just like where I'm at in my life. I alluded to this in last week's episode that I had really just lost myself and it was partially because of the relationship I was in, but it was also because of other things going on in my life and I just wasn't taking care of myself to be quite honest. And I would say that like I have done a lot of work on myself when I was with my partner but then when once we broke up I was like oh there's a lot more here that I need to like uncover and I feel like a lot of it was just identity and getting back to myself and who I am and who I want to be because I do tend to people please a lot I have people pleased for my ex I people pleased for people in my life I have people pleased for the communities I have online and yeah I I feel like I just was woken up to like I am not As confident in myself I know I'm worthy and I know I'm enough but I'm not confident in myself if that makes sense so that's really like kind of what happened with this breakup and it just kind of set me um, into this next level of healing with myself and just knowing that I can accept myself and love myself just as I am and I don't need to do anything else and that's just that right I am deserving of this life I want to create just because I'm alive and breathing and I'm here you know so um, I wanted to give like a little bit of a background and context and you know I'm not going to talk too much about what happened in our breakup or reasons why we broke up because um, it's just not necessary. And he had every right to, you know, initiate this breakup. And I'm very grateful for it. Because again, illuminated a lot of things that I am needing to work on and needing to continue to work on that, um, you know, might have come up when I was if I were still with him, but it would be very hard to work on just on my own, you know, I, I think I needed to be able to do this path on my own, if that makes sense. So a couple of things that I wanted to preface with this episode before we get started with the tips is just a couple mindset things that come with going through a breakup. Whether you initiated the breakup or you got broken up with, um, here's just a couple things that are going to be really important to understand is that. There's a whole science behind a breakup, like on a physiological level, there's so much going on when we get broken up with and when we are starting to separate from that person that you are basically withdrawing from that person like a drug. (laughs) Like you are literally going to be feeling like you just need that hit of that person, that dopamine hit of that person. Like it's, I think they call it like you go through like dopamine withdrawals essentially and you're going to be going through other withdrawals because you're – Head, your mind has become adapted to these behaviors and these habits that you guys have integrated of, you know, getting the good morning text, getting the good night text, having like little check ins, you know, and then also on the weekends with your plans, like you're used to getting cuddles and praise and whatever. And your body is going to be like fiending for that again. And that's why it can be really hard to want to go check on their social media, to want to check them in, to want to keep in contact with them and things like that. And so, it can almost help to notice that that like okay yeah i'm just feeling this way because on a you know molecular level my body is craving this right because it's so used to getting that and so that's kind of like the first thing is that you might be feeling this intensity and it's really just your body is withdrawing from that person like a drug like love is literally a drug (laughs) love is so beautiful and so amazing but it really is a drug and your body becomes so adapted to that other person and no matter the length you are with that person, that's definitely going to impact your ability to heal. The next kind of mindset I wanna preface is is that your healing is the most important. It's no longer about them and what they're doing. You did everything you could in this relationship. And yes, you might have some clarity as to what you could have done better or whatever, But like this is no longer about them. This is all about you and you doing the best you can for yourself. You have to start taking the attention away from them because if you're so focused on what they're doing, oh, is he going out and talking to girls? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Like you're taking just away from you. So it's going to be a process, but you just got to keep reminding yourself whenever your mind goes there telling yourself it's about me now, it's about me now, it's about me now, you know, and just calling that power and that energy back. Along with like that feeling of going through a breakup, feeling like you were addicted to this person, It's going to come with grief. You are really grieving and you are going to be going through the stages of grief multiple times in a day. You're going to feel the anger. You're going to feel the sadness. You're going to feel the hopelessness. And then you're you're honestly going to feel acceptance at one point. And you're going to be like, wow, I feel healed. And then tomorrow, like something will pop up and you're right back where you started. And you just have to know that this is normal. I just want to normalize it. It is okay to feel how you feel. You are valid in how you feel. And you're going to be grieving a lot. And there's going to be random memories and things that pop up, right? Um, I, whenever I go to a show, there's a song that always just like, there's always one song that always gets me. And I'm like, dang it, you know, (laughs) but that's okay. Because, you know, with this grief, it means that you truly did love this person. You know, when there is love, there is also loss and there is also grief with it too. And I, I tend to think about that, that it was really beautiful to love in that capacity. And I can look back at those memories and with sadness at first, but one day I will be able to look back at them with a lot of kindness and um love, right? I, I think about that with my first two exes. When I look back at those relationships, I don't remember a lot of like any of the rough stuff except for like a couple of things here and there. But like I look back at those other memories of, you know, especially when I was in high school, like that was Cute little puppy love, you know, and then my early 20s kind of relationship, that was also a cute kind of puppy love and us trying to figure things out, you know, Um, and even with this past relationship, I look at this one with even more fondness and love because we got each other through such a crazy time. And, you know, our first little half of the relationship was just really beautiful, what we experienced together. And then the second half, you know, there was some trouble points and we were both struggling, I think, in our lives and that impacted our relationship, you know, so just know that you are going to be grieving a lot and you're going to get triggered a lot and it's just totally normal and it's okay. And then the final mindset I really want to preface here is that there is no timeline even though I said it took me two months and I feel like I'm in a really good place, you know, I did get triggered last week by something. um, And I don't feel like I'm back at square one, but I do feel like, okay, there's still some healing here. You know what I mean? Like I'm not completely done. Right. And I I wasn't trying to like force myself to be a certain place. But Two months felt like a good kind of like check mark for me because it was also around the time of what would have been our anniversary. And now I get to kind of like reflect and think, okay, what now i got to think about like the next two months and the next two months, you know, kind of taking it, you know, by these 60 day chunks just to measure where I'm really at with things. But there really is no timeline. But what I will say is that getting over them and moving forward is an active choice you will make daily. And each day I felt like I tasked myself with some type of way to like move through this. And a lot of it was like regulating my nervous system, but then also a lot of it was working through my thoughts. I have a very active mind that is going all day every day. You know what I mean? And I had to make these choices every single day that I am choosing to believe that this was for the best. I am choosing to believe that I deserved better. I am choosing to believe that there is better out there for me, right? So you can either choose to sit in the feelings of like, he hurt me. He did this. I'm never going to get over him. I'm never going to find anyone. Or you can start to work on these beliefs to start believing the opposite. Right. And it's going to be an active daily choice of choosing yourself every day and making sure that you are prioritizing yourself and your healing and doing what you can to get over them, you know, to get over this relationship, to heal from this relationship, whatever it may be. It's going to be a daily active choice. So those are kind of the typical mindsets that I think you should have going into wherever you're at with your breakup right now. Um, Really kind of thinking about these things and how you have embraced or acted with this breakup. And then hopefully these next couple of steps can be really helpful for you. I think we have seven steps okay so now we're going to go into how to heal from a breakup i have seven steps outlined for you and then i'm also going to go into like what was helpful not helpful things like that but the first one being no contact literally everyone says this it is the best thing you can possibly do for yourself no contact what that means is you're going to establish no contact with that person with your ex And I did this during the breakup, essentially. So if you guys are still in contact after your breakup, you need to, you know, have a discussion with them and tell them we're going no contact for 60 days or 90 days, whatever you feel is best. We did 60 days. And what that essentially means is no contact of each other. We set parameters unless there is an emergency. And you can qualify like what that emergency could be. But we said unless there was an emergency of some sort where we felt like we needed to reach out, you know, you can use your discernment there. Um, But if you really feel like you need to block their number or whatever, like do it. Right. But we felt like we didn't need to block each other's numbers and we didn't want to do that just for the sake of emergencies. You just never know. Life can be really hectic um with my previous breakup we had established no contact and then the pandemic happened so he's like hey i'm just reaching out to make sure that you're good you know like is everything cool with you and i'm like yep i'm good thanks for reaching out and he's like okay we're going to go back to no contact essentially you know um it was actually funny i started doing no contact with that previous breakup <laughs> and it was like 2 weeks in and he ended up breaking contact because he didn't know that i was doing this And he was like wanting to get back together. And I was just like, I'm not feeling that, you know, let's keep going on this path. You did what you did, you know, for a reason. So let's keep following this. And I was doing no contact. So I think that's what we should do. (laughs) And so that's what happened with not this most recent ex, but the one before it. Um, And so no contact just really, again, helps because, again, if you are withdrawing from that person, you need to limit any way of like being able to trigger some type of dopamine effect or something by either texting them or seeing their social media and no contact for me really goes for texting, calling, social media. So I ended up blocking my partner on social media just because I do have a presence on there and he doesn't really post anyway, but it was more so like for both of us because I knew like... We're withdrawing from each other. We need to like limit any exposure essentially of the other person. And so we did that. And we also have mutual friends. So we do have, you know, if there's something that we needed to do, we could do it through a friend. We did have a really great friend, um, kind of be a middleman for certain things because he dropped off my stuff at her place and all of that. So yeah, really figure out what are the ground lines for, what are the baselines for your no contact? When do you want to end no contact? And then when no contact comes around, you guys can evaluate, are we going to be friends? What are we going to do? That kind of thing. And I put it on my ex to reach out when he was ready, essentially. That's kind of what I said because I was like, you initiated the breakup, so you reach out whenever you're ready, essentially. So this no contact is really beneficial. And then On top of like, you know, the energetics of texting, calling, social media, what I also did was I blocked him on other things and I also removed, you know, certain things. Like I moved our photos and videos to my hard drive just because I didn't want to see it. You know, I didn't want to see it while I was scrolling. I'm a content creator, so I'm always going back in old photos and videos to grab stuff for content. So I just didn't want to see that. I had to block them on Venmo just because like I every time I went to go pay someone, I would always just see the name and, you know, Seeing it just triggers more thoughts of things, right? So you're just trying to limit the amount that you're seeing this person and almost pretend like they're dead, which is sad, but true. And in a way, you know, that person that broke up with you and that relationship did die the day they the day that you guys broke up, you know, so you have to treat it like that. And I also limited, you know, there's certain gifts he got me and things like that that I put away just for now and photos and things like that. Um, just to, again, limit that exposure and really treat this like a no contact. And so it could be really hard. But what you can do in the meantime is journal, voice memo, things like that. I have a journal dedicated to my ex of just writing letters and writing thoughts and things like that. Um, it's almost full. <laughs> but yeah, I have that. I was doing voice memos. I recorded a podcast that's never going to get seen by the light of day just to like help me talk things out. And then I also had a couple notes on my phone, um, you know, the Apple Notes and stuff. I put, I have a specific one where it was like, if I were to text him, like, what was, what would I want to say, you know, and put it on the note and leave it there. You can find different ways to get the message out without ever sending it to them. That's the biggest thing because you're gonna have a lot of these thoughts going in. So I highly recommend getting a journal and just dumping it all out onto the paper. And of course, you can talk to friends and family and things like that about. The relationship or how you're feeling or the breakup and stuff like that too and that leads me to the second one which is really just expression and feeling your feelings and expression can really be through journaling voice memo talking with people getting all of the thoughts and things out because it's just going to be cycling in your head so finding ways to express these thoughts and express these feelings that you have and just allow your feelings to just be how they are and don't judge them you know um, my friends were making fun of me cause I would say like, I know I'm going to be okay, but this really sucks right now. You know, that's how I was crying. And they just allowed me to just do that and just be like, it's going to be okay. A, but yeah, it's okay. How you feel, you can feel how you want to feel. And honestly, I cried a lot and a lot and a lot. And now there's like smaller, I think windows are now there's bigger windows between the amount of times I've cried, but I think that's because I allowed myself to just be so in my feelings the first couple of weeks that it just allowed me to like regulate myself more and more because, again, withdrawing from this person. And a lot of the times, what causes our feelings to act out in that way is that there's a certain thought that we're attaching a feeling to. And I learned this a lot from breakup coach Dorothy who I'm highly going to recommend. She's the best at what she does. And I was getting myself more sad or more mad at myself or more angry at myself by the thoughts that I was having. And I was allowing myself to feel that way because of those thoughts. And so really starting to understand these thoughts that you're having and these feelings that you're having really helps as you're expressing them. So making sure that you are, you know, taking note of things and writing things down and it just really helps to get it out because if you're just sitting there bottling it all up, you're gonna eventually lead to a big blowout or a big explosiveness of just emotions, right? So you really want to do the best you can to manage how you're feeling and work through what you're feeling and and talk through it, write it out, whatever you need to do. This brings me to uh, the third thing that mindset work is so key and I had my best friend tell me this that like when those thoughts were going crazy for me and a lot of my thoughts were not necessarily about him it was more so what I could have done better like my ego was going absolutely just insane (laughs) my ego was just going insane because it was just like we could have done this better we could have done that better we should have known better blah 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 blah. like literally going insane And she just told me, like, it's all a mindset game. It's you against you. Because especially if you are in no contact, you don't have any contact with your ex. They're not telling you these things that, you know, you're telling yourself. They already said what they needed to say in the breakup. And maybe if you didn't get closure, that's another thing is that you have to be okay with whatever closure you got. And sometimes we have to give that closure to ourselves. I'm very grateful that both of my past relationships gave me the closure that I needed But had I not gotten that closure, I would have had to give it to myself. And just knowing that how that breakup ended is the closure, right? If you felt that like, you know, your ex was very cold to you. They were very cutthroat. They just cut it off. That's closure. You know what I mean? And I even saw a TikTok about this of like, well, at least I wasn't cheated on. Like it would have been way worse if I was cheated on. But it's like that person still left you, you know, that person didn't communicate with you and they just broke up with you like you were kind of cheated on in a way because that's not the person you thought that you were dating right that's what I kind of told myself is like that's not really my person that was not my person my person wouldn't have done this to me you know that's kind of like what I was thinking about and like I said breakups are just really a mindset game and it's really important for you to remove the rose tinted glasses that you have of them and start to see this person objectively as they are of like, okay, this person has these qualities, these things about them. Was this a person that I really liked dating? And what did I like about him not like about him, right? And also, we have them on this pedestal. You need to take them off the pedestal and just see them as a human, right? And I think seeing them as a human just allows you to have more compassion that like at the end of the day, we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) A lot of us aren't skilled in relationships. We don't have, you know, the relationship handbook. We do sometimes if we read those books, but being learning and, you know, reading about being in a relationship is so different than actually being in a relationship. You know, relationships are a lot of work and sometimes we get complacent. Sometimes we get comfortable and sometimes we just don't know how to express things and a lot of the times trauma or attachment issues abandonment issues come into play too and so you really want to start just like looking objectively at who this person was and who you are and start to show a little bit more compassion for yourself that like you guys were just two humans that really loved each other and tried to make it work and it just didn't work you know and there's there's nothing else to be said or to be done because it's done right and all you can do is just no for next time. And if there are certain qualities that you loved about your ex, it is certainly possible that they can exist in that next person. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I think a lot of the times we do that whole, I'm never going to find anyone else. Like there are so many people on this earth. And if you just write down and get really clear about what you want and you start working to become the person that attracts that kind of partner it is so possible for you. And that's kind of where I'm at is that I'm doing a lot of work on myself so that I can be ready for when that partner comes into my life and we can build this really amazing life. So that's kind of like what you can really work on is removing those rose tinted glasses and looking at things objectively and then also just showing yourself more grace and compassion that you only knew what you knew then. You know, you only knew so much. I was beating myself up just the fact that I'm a coach. Like I should have Seen these things or blah 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 but like at the end of the day I was really struggling mentally and just with a lot of things in my life that yeah I wasn't showing up in this relationship the way I would have and me at the beginning of the relationship you know was a lot more eager to like do things and do things in the relationship and all of that and I got comfortable and complacent and now I'm noticing that pattern and I'm taking note of it because I don't want to get to that place again. And I'm knowing that for next time. And that's all I can really do. Um, I think a lot of the times our ego just wants to fix everything now and just wants to like step in and get it all fixed. But sometimes we just need to like let it be and let it go and just keep moving forward and healing ourselves. The fourth key thing here, which wasn't as big of an issue, I think, in my previous breakup, the second breakup, but it was very prevalent this one. And I think it's because of a lot of the work I've done on myself in terms of like my hormone journey, my nervous system. Like I've done a lot of like work on a lot of that Um, and also just becoming more spiritually aware and things like that, that my nervous system was so Dysregulated when this breakup happened. And it was a lot worse than the second breakup I had. You know, the second breakup, I did struggle with eating, did struggle with sleeping, did struggle with anxiety, stuff like that. But this time around, it was like I would wake up and cortisol just f- running through my body that I have never experienced before. And it was almost like mentally, I would feel fine, but my body was not fine. My body was stressed out. My body was withdrawing from this person. My body was like feeling that even though we don't live together, like it's just so crazy. And it's also one of those things where like, even if you don't live together, we have energetic cords between all of the people that we're connected with, right? And when you're with someone for that long and you have that energetic connection with him you know, it's going to take time. My ex and I, we always had this weird thing where we would wake up kind of around the same time, even if we weren't sleeping in the same bed, like in the middle of the night, he would wake up at 4 a.m. and he'd be like, oh, I woke up at 4 a.m. last night. I'm like, wait, me too. Like a lot of the times we do pick up the energy of our partners. And I actually had a girl that I did Reiki with. She told me that she's like, ask yourself if the feeling you are feeling is your feeling or if it's his feeling because it might be his because your energetic cord can be really strong. You know what I mean? I had to make a checklist for what I could do for myself every single day to work on this nervous system regulation. And the first one's going to be nourishment. So making sure that I was drinking enough water and then food was difficult. I'm not going to lie. I had to FaceTime people to eat, you know, and I knew I needed to eat, but it was just so hard So I started doing smoothies. I started doing soups. I just started doing something to at least get something in my body because had I not, then I would still be waking up early and not getting enough sleep. So I was making sure my body was nourished. I was making sure I was eating enough. I was making sure that I was getting enough sleep or trying to get enough sleep. And then I did a lot of energy work. So like I said, I got Reiki done and I also did a lot of like cord cutting like energy work of like meditations and stuff like that but that was more so like it wasn't necessarily like snip snip it was more so like I'm imagining placing my ex in like God's hands and leaving it up to God leaving it up to the universe you know what I mean um I did a lot like energy work doing meditations breath work things like that to really like calm my nervous system down And I had some non-negotiables of going outside, moving my body, going to the gym, things like that were really important for me, again, to make my body feel safe and also just to get me out of the house. And being with loved ones definitely helps. I definitely leaned on one of my best friends. Like I'm so grateful for her because she also lives down the street and it was just nice because we would go for a walk or we would go to the park or I would go over to hers. She has a dog. So I would like have cuddles with the dog, you know, and like being with friends and loved ones was just really key. I also went home. Um, I went back to Arizona, which was really good for me to do. And that really helped me feel a lot better just being with my family. And my parents just allowed me to be a mess. You know what I mean? And they they just really supported me and let me lean on them. And so I, I definitely could have used that. I am about to go to Denver this weekend and my nervous system has been feeling a little bit on edge again. I think because of, you know, the timeline of things, the full moon, so like I'm really excited to just go to Denver and be in nature because I could really use again some nervous system regulation, but that's definitely something that Yeah, I wasn't expecting this time around. So if you're really feeling like there's a lot with your nervous system, you feel stressed out when you wake up, like definitely take the time to make some non-negotiable lists of like, I'm going to drink enough water. I'm going to make sure I'm eating, even if I have to do like liquids and things like that to get by. And then I'm going to go outside every day, go for a walk or move my body in some type of way. The next tip is going to be getting help. And this is, of course, if you have the means to get help, you can always get help from friends and family and things like that. But I went back to therapy and I love going to therapy just because it feels nice to be validated in in what I'm experiencing and also get tools in how to navigate where my emotions or my thoughts are at. So I did go back to therapy. Um, I've been seeing her more on a monthly basis. And it's just been really helpful. So I did go back to therapy. Like I said, I got Reiki done. Um, her name's Lover of on Instagram. And she did a reading and also Reiki, which was really nice. And it was like energy clearing. And I just absolutely loved working with her. And she also did a reading. So she did like a whole card spread of things. And that just helped me get some messages um, of, you know, divine guidance essentially. And it all aligns so well. Um, and I'm, I also got another reading done. I'm like, now that it's been two months, like, what do I do? <laughs> what am I doing now? You know, cause I've had some things come up and yeah, I'm just kind of figuring out my next steps. Um, I also was in a Jane Lyon, um, Dakini in a bikini on Instagram. I was in her sanctuary program and this was all about chakra healing and everything. And, The divine timing of going through that program while going through a breakup was just really crazy and just learning more about that was really helpful and then I also had a human design coach um, that I worked with and this wasn't even planned I just wanted to work with her and so she helped me like on healing my break healing from my breakup from a human design aspect and then also work on some other things in my life and my business from a human design aspect which was really cool So I think just getting help and enlisting some support can be really beneficial just to like have other people to talk to and also just to lean on and get perspective. And yeah, I think it's just super beneficial to have if you have the means to. And of course, there are always ways to, you know, find some cost effective ways to get some help, but it doesn't mean anything to not get help, you know. My second breakup, I w- this was when I found the therapist that I have now was during my second breakup because I went through a car accident and then I went through the breakup and I was like, yeah, I need to talk to someone else because some- sometimes it's hard for our loved ones, family and friends to hear about us crying and to hear the things we're going through and all of that. So sometimes it just helps to give them a little bit of a break and you know get an expert's opinion or a coach's opinion or something like that. The sixth one is really going to be taking time and space for yourself. Now, in this initial breakup, I think it's beneficial to not spend so much time alone if you can, um, just to feel that you have support around you. I don't want you to isolate yourself. And even when my ex was breaking up with me, he's like, don't isolate yourself. He's like, please don't just be in your apartment by yourself. Like, He's like, I just want you to take care of you. And yeah, I, I hung out with friends. I always had friends over or something like that. And Um, it's really helpful to do that, but at a certain point, it's going to be important for you to take some time and space for yourself to really like journal these things out, feel what you need to feel and do start doing some things with yourself and recognizing, okay, this could be a good thing. I can start going to, you know, some hobbies I wanted to do. You guys, my Sunday reset routine is like one of my favorite things I used to do. But I always never did it because I had my ex. We would always spend Sundays together. We would go to church and then we would do whatever on Sunday. And I always felt like I had to spend time with him on Sunday And then I wouldn't get to do my Sunday reset routine. And so I got really excited about my Sundays and I have been loving my Sundays of just getting to like get ready for the week and everything like that. And then we used to spend time on Wednesday evenings together. We would always spend time then. So I started putting like coaching stuff on Wednesday nights, whether it was a master class or group coaching Um, or I would do like I, I even went on someone's like live stream thing. So you want to start spent figuring out those times when you used to spend time with that person and figure out, okay, how can I spend time with myself or spend time with my friends at a time where we would normally be spending time together? That way, it just feels like you're you're replacing that time with something that's actually going to be beneficial for you. So maybe picking up a hobby. I have a whole list of hobbies and things that I want to do and like get started on that I've been dying to do. So yeah, maybe doing something along that, but really taking that time and space for yourself. and. It's going to feel weird at first, but then you're going to start to feel like, oh, this is really nice to have this time to myself and I don't have to worry about another person or I don't have to worry about, you know, making plans with someone else or keeping them in mind. Like I just get to focus on me, which feels so good. (laughs) And then the final step I want to recommend while you're in this initial phase is to start finding ways to forgive yourself. Oh, the game of self-blame can be really brutal to deal with. I was there I was blaming myself for so much when I did not need to and if you can start finding ways to forgive yourself and to forgive your ex you are going to be so much better off Um, holding on to anger holding on to resentment holding on to hate just takes way more energy and this is also something that I think a lot of people you know they might hold off on forgetting because they think that forgetting means that they like condone the behavior And it's not necessarily saying that you accept and condone the behavior. You're just choosing to forgive them for being human and for not knowing better or for whatever and choosing to move on. But it doesn't mean that you have to condone or accept what they did to you. You know, you can just forgive them and say, I forgive you for that, but I'm going to continue to move forward. So whatever you can do to start finding ways to forgive yourself and forgive them And like I said, making that active choice to let go. I see, like, when I was looking at, like, I got a lot of breakup TikToks on my For You page, right? And a lot of times in the comments, someone would be like, it's been seven years and I'm still not over them. And it's like, that's a choice. (laughs) That is an active choice to be saying that, like, I'm never going to get over them. Uh, There's no one better out there for me. I'm still stuck on them, blah, blah, blah. Like, That's telling me you you didn't do necessarily the work to get over them, essentially. Like, you've been choosing to continue on these thoughts when you could have start believing like, you know what? Maybe I did deserve better. You know what? Maybe there is someone out there for me. And if you're stuck on that person seven years later, like, you could have missed so many other people that are more aligned for you, but you were stuck in these stories and you didn't lose, you didn't choose to let go. At a certain point, you're going to have to choose to, like, let go and just kind of get excited about the future. And that's what this next episode will be next week is like, okay, now that you have like been in the process of letting go and healing and you're working on all of these things, here's how you can really build an amazing and awesome life without your ex and get really excited about your life without your ex, you know? So yeah, that's going to be the final step is really working to forgiveness. It's going to take time. I had a hard time forgiving myself, for some reason. I just like, I'm so easy to forgive everyone else, but I'm harder on myself, which makes no sense, you know? So that's going to be your final step for my guide to helping heal from your heartbreak. And then the last thing I kind of want to talk about are just like some helpful versus not helpful things. Um, what I found to be helpful was taking time off from work and from having a social life. If you're able to do this, this would be great. Um, taking off work uh, to your discretion, right? Work can be a really great distraction, but I just found that like I could not even focus on work for like the first initial week. And then I started getting back into work and stuff, but doing what you can. And then the second one being abstaining from alcohol, dating, going out, going on the dating apps, talking to boys, things like that. Um, it's just really not helpful because again, you're in this time of like withdrawing from this person. And when we do some of those other things, it can, you know, we might use these things to fill that void. You know what I mean? So it, it might just be helpful to stay away from it. Um, using my journaling and notes app was really helpful laying everything out on the table for family and friends again just to talk them through you know what really was going on in our relationship what went on in the breakup telling them all of these things I found to be helpful and supportive um, but you can use your discretion with some of those things and then navigating triggers and holding space for them so when I did get triggered allowed myself to like cry it out and feel it out. Um, looking for reasons why this was a good thing and getting excited about my future has been really helpful. Learning to forgive myself has been helpful. Going out and making new memories has definitely been helpful for me. What hasn't been helpful, um, the biggest thing is social media. I had to take a couple breaks from Instagram, from TikTok. Those algorithms really get to know you and they can really hurt your feelings sometimes, you know? So, get like, it just was a lot. So sometimes taking a social media break can be the best. I always envy, you know, that there's always those posts of like, go ghost for three months and six months and watch and they'll watch you come back, you know, like this badass version. And it's like, I work in social media. I post on social media, so like it was hard to like document things. But as I started posting more and more, like people can tell I've been glowing. But like I envy people that can go ghost on social media and then come back and do that because I wish I could. <laughs> I envy that for sure. And also not helpful is checking on your ex's socials, right? I my ex doesn't really post on social media anyway, but. Um, it's just something that is not going to be helpful for you. Cause again, it's just another one of those dopamine hits, but, um, not helpful with certain podcast messaging, but also social media messaging, because sometimes you can find those super polarizing like posts of like your ex was a terrible person, blah, 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 you know, like it just, you can kind of use your discernment because sometimes it can distort your reality of things or, It might just make you feel more hostile or angry sometimes. So when it comes to podcasts or social media posts, like take it all with a grain of salt. If it's not like an educational video of like how to get over your ex or like things like that, if it's just telling you like, you know, your ex is a toxic, narcissistic asshole, like use your discernment there. You know what I mean? Sometimes when we're in those hurt feelings Hearing things like that can only validate us and also make maybe a different narrative in our head. So kind of use your discernment a little bit with that. Um, and then venting to certain people can also not be helpful. So again, use your discernment as to who is like your close knit support group that is going to be there for you as you are venting. And that is receptive to you venting, right? Making sure that you are checking with them of like, are you open for me to talk about this? Like, are you good to talk about this? Stuff like that, right? Some other favorite like breakup resources. I talked about coaches, breakup coach Dorothy, my absolute fave. Her podcast is amazing. Her social media is great. She also has like a five day how to get over your ex in five days training. That was like $17. I did that within the first... (laughs) couple of days of our breakup because again I was just so like in the thick of it that I was like I need something to do um another podcast I really like is Date Yourself Instead that's by I think her name's Liz she's really great um a couple of the creators I liked on like TikTok or other places Natalie underscore bell Sabrina period Zohar Nora 13 a bunch of underscores it's a It's Eli Vasquez and Therapy Jeff. They're like all on TikTok or Instagram. Those were I really liked a lot of their content. Um, Matthew Hussey and Jay Shetty. These are also like coaches slash relationship gurus that I absolutely love too. Um, So I just wanted to shout out a couple of other resources that I really liked. But This was it for this episode. The next episode will be really about how to build your life back up again. So stay tuned. Definitely look forward to that episode. I'm looking forward to it. If you did enjoy today's episode, feel free to leave me a review, a rating, all the things. I'm so excited that we're getting this podcast back up and running. And where I just want to end at is that, you know, you will find love again. And because you have experienced love, which is just such an amazing thing to have in this a human experience, it is so possible for you to find it again. And I just know that your person is out there and it's just going to take time, you know, and your person could also just be working on themselves just as much as you are. And I think that brings me a lot of peace knowing that. And I really just want to emphasize that you have a beautiful opportunity to turn this pain that you are experiencing in this breakup into something really beautiful and to really just step into your power and really create an amazing and fulfilling life and enter your fulfillment era, right? So that is it for today. Let's pull some cards for the energy for the week. Affirmation for this week is... Oops. Oh. I'm going to go with the one that fell. I don't need to control life. I trust in magic and miracles. I don't need to control life. I trust in magic and miracles. I don't need to control life. I trust in magic and miracles. Amazing. Note from your higher self says. (laughs) You've got to be joking me. (sighs) <sighs> you guys might get mad at this one, but no relationship is ever a waste of time. I'm not even kidding. If it didn't bring you what you want, it taught you what you didn't want. Thank them and move on. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining in. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to share this episode with a friend, post it on your story, tag me, all the things. Do you have an Instagram page, Fulfillment Era Pod? I might create a TikTok for it. We'll see. But if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. One on one coaching is open as well. I have a couple spots if you're interested in learning more. I will put that in the show notes. But I hope you guys have an amazing, soul nourishing, and fulfilling week. And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.